Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. If you're remodeling or building a new home, you don't want to miss these podcasts. We share information about every component of your home. You'll learn about tile, appliances, cabinets, paint, and more. Yes, we cover it all. Well, today is October 6th. My God. Three months till Christmas. How time is flying. My guest today is Liz Baker. Liz Baker is the principal of Willis Baker Design, and I'm excited to have her talk about furniture, something I know very little about. <laughs> I admit it. If I need help, I go to smart people who know these uh, items, whether it's furniture or rugs. I can't be an expert on everything. And kitchens and baths are my forte. So, hey, Liz, thank you for stopping by and uh, educating us on furniture. Hi, Nancy. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to start off with this because this is the one area that I haven't had anybody do a podcast about. So get ready. I've got a lot of questions. Okay, uh, let's start out with, this is, you know, for everybody, you get what you pay for. And that's with everything, but especially, I think, furniture. Agreed? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, all of us have a budget and uh, you have to consider that when you're buying pieces. Let's say you moved into a new home and you need to furnish the whole place, or maybe you just need to replace a few things and get a few missing pieces. Um, you want to stay cognizant of your budget, uh, but there are some things to look out for. So when you purchase new items, if, if they're made a certain way, if they're less expensive, you might be getting something that could fall apart on you. Um, you might be getting something that's going to last a long time. And usually, not always, but usually the reason, the thing that will be the tip off will be, you get what you pay for. It's the price, the lower, the price, usually the lesser the quality, but not always because there's a lot of factors. Right. So I was going to say for somebody who's maybe starting out with their first apartment or their first home and they want to buy good, but they have a, a small budget, how do yes. they know they're getting a good quality piece unless they price out and say, oh, okay, I found a couch for $250 and this one is 1200 Do they automatically go with the 1200 What do they look for? So... I would suggest that the lower price item is probably not the best quality, especially at that price, um, and that the higher priced item is probably better quality. And let's just consider this as if it were a large piece, a sofa. If you are going to buy, if you have to furnish a whole new home and you're on a budget, go with the thing that you're going to be using the most. And to me, that's the sofa and your desk chair. Those two items are going to have um, a big impact on your, your physical well-being. Your back might ache if you sit in something that's uncomfortable or not shaped well or falling apart. So here's the way you can look at things. There's a few different types of furniture. There's the cost-effective furniture that we might consider replaceable or throwaway furniture. Usually it goes with trends. It's trendy, it's low priced, and uh, you can get something that's on trend and looks really cute on Instagram, or you can get something that's a little more well-made. Mm -hmm. um, 
I would say the trend, I'm sorry for interrupting, I would say the trendy thing would be, okay, I can't really afford my dream sofa, but Mm -hmm. I'll put up with this for a couple of years, and I don't mind if I get rid of it, because it's not really the thing I want to have for my lifetime. Yes. Is that a good explanation? Okay. It's a very good explanation. Um, The thing is, is with that, um, you might end up spending more money over time by replacing those things every few years. So if you put up a little more money at first and say maybe use a payment plan or save your money and save up for it and um, and buy a more expensive piece, get a very simple shape, uh, chances are you're desires of what you like, the shapes that you like are not going to change that much over, let's say, maybe a 10-year period. If Mm -hmm. you like a square arm, you're probably going to like a square arm five to 10 years down the line. Uh, If you like a more traditional piece, maybe maybe your tastes change over time, but sure enough, maybe you're going to like that rounded arm uh, five to 10 years from now. So I would say... Put a little more money up front into the big pieces. Save on the smaller pieces like end tables. Make those trendy. Make a little ottoman very trendy. Keep your big piece like your sofa or your desk chair in a nice neutral shape, something that you like, and you will save money over time. Yes, you might spend a little more up front, but you're not going to be spending to replace things. Large, big, expensive pieces you're going to, it's going to add up. If you spend 250, you're going to spend three, 400 bucks down the line when it's falling apart and you need to get a whole new one. So if you spend the 1500 up front, um, uh, then you have a piece five, 10 years down the line that you can take with you everywhere. It's going to still feel good. It's still not going to hurt your back. You're going to be able to watch movies and in, in your sofa, and it's really going to be more cost-effective over time. Mm-hmm. I've walked into houses where they know what they liked, but they couldn't afford it. So to them, having lawn chairs in the living room was okay until they got what they wanted. Yeah. You know, some people that some people that's that's the way to go. And, you know, each person has their own limits that they can uh, put up with. So if you can have a lawn chair in your living room for three years, you know, go for it. But (laughs) just get a good lawn chair so it doesn't fall apart while you're exactly. (laughs) This is a perfect segue to talk about appliances. Now, yes, and you do get what you pay for. So if you want a good appliance, um, Thermador would be a great appliance to put in your kitchen. They have two distinct collections, the Masterpiece Collection, which is a modern design for every kitchen, and the Professional Collection, which is more of a restaurant institutional quality. Uh, So, And I like them both. So just remember that Thermador is luxury that lasts, empowered by design and led by innovation. But also remember that everything in this world today is backordered, and that also includes your appliances. Don't wait to the last minute if you're planning a remodel or if you need appliances, plan ahead. Uh, Some of them are out six months. So talk to your professional kitchen designer, find out what you should order, and then proceed with the design, because that is the first thing you should order. To learn more about Thermador, go to thermador.com. 
Okay, let's get back to the furniture that I know nothing about. <laughs> okay, so we're, we're going to talk about upholstered products because we've sort of zeroed in on couches. Yes. Or sofas. What's yes. the difference? What's the difference between a couch? Uh, couches um, is just a casual term, and sofa is fancy. That's all. There's nothing. Uh, I I was trained over time uh, in the retail furniture world while I sold furniture in my past, a past life. Um, and uh, sofa just sounds nicer. That's really all there is to it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's that's like your lawyer and your attorney. Attorney exactly. sounds so much nicer. Okay. Exactly. All right. So let's start with the upholstered in-stock furniture. What is yes, that? yes. So in stock uh, would would reflect already made and ready to ship. So if you want something right away, you look for in stock. And that means it's either in a warehouse somewhere that the manufacturer is holding, or it is on the showroom floor for purchase off the floor. Now, currently with the supply chain issues we have right now, um, that has sort of changed. That language has sort of changed. That might mean that it's in stock, that they have the piece, but it's in India. Well, it's ready to ship from India, but there's uh, boats docked offshore waiting to get to port. Uh, there's not enough workers or there's, you know, all kinds of things going on with the supply chain right now. So they might not be able to get that piece to you immediately. It might, they might say it's expected in two weeks. And then you get an email and they say, I'm sorry, it's, it's, it's delayed. And that delay can be, you know, if something that's in stock is supposed to take two weeks, it might take six to eight weeks. So, I like to find out from the store, the vendor, or the um, person that's helping helping me, the representative there, uh, what does that in stock mean? If it's online at some of the bigger retailers like Crate and Barrel and Pottery Barn here in the U.S., uh, they'll even have on their website in stock, ready to ship, and then expected in your home and the date is two weeks from now. So I look for that. That is a pretty good way to go. Now, if it says it's expected in early December, then, you know, from our point right now, that's way down the line. And that sort of get, has to give you pause. Like, well, why is it in stock and ready that far away? So there's something they have to do, or it's in another place there. It's, they have it, but maybe, some fabric needs to be applied, or maybe uh, they're waiting, you know, it's it's in their, in, you know, warehouse in China, you know, so, so that has to give you pause. In stock, already made and ready to ship, used to be the basis, and now that's changed a little bit. Mm -hmm. So you have to look for those dates, and if they're not listed online and you're shopping in person, you need to really inquire about that mm -hmm. to, to the representative. And if they don't know, tell them to ask, and just get back to you. And you have to have a little patience. Yeah, unfortunately, the representative or the salesperson passes on what they've been told. Exactly. And so the end user or the person who ordered really can't get too upset with your salesperson because it goes deeper than that. And that's yeah. you know something we've emphasized with the appliances too. You know, and if you cancel your order in the middle of 
you know, between ordering it and getting it shipped, you're only hurting yourself because you can't get it anywhere else any quicker. Yeah. So, so now's the time to really have a lot of patience. The only Absolutely. thing I was thinking, the only thing that is fast is heating up your coffee in a microwave. Other than that, <laughs> everything takes a long time. It's true. It's true. Patience right now. If, if you don't have the patience, then chances are you need to be looking for the item that is in front of you and saying, can I have this one that I am touching? And mm -hmm. if they say yes, then that's how you get your stuff quickly. Otherwise, you need to have patience or really look for those dates that make it uh, somewhat guaranteed that it will be in your hands at the exact date that it's telling you. Right, so. which leads me to that semi-custom uh, yes. piece of furniture. Now, if you need it in a hurry and you take something off the floor, you get what you see. You yes. can't change anything. It is what it is. Yes. So let's talk about uh, semi-custom. So semi-custom, um, that let's let's just use the sofa again uh, or the couch for the example. Um, semi-custom means that the frame is made, but the fabric needs to be applied. There'll be a few options available for you. And then let's say you're shopping online on Crate and Barrel. Um, what they will have there is maybe two, it'll say in-stock fabrics. And then they'll have a little section that says... Um, custom fabrics and you have a million to choose from there. So the in-stock fabrics mean that that frame is made. We've already established that. That frame is sitting in a warehouse, most likely in the United States, in North Carolina. That's usually where they're made. So what they can be made in California too. That's a whole other story. Um, but they have that frame in stock. And then there's these two fabrics that they have rolls and rolls and rolls of because they're expecting this is the trendy color or this is just a color that everybody likes that for 20 years, everybody's liked this color. So it's usually a gray and a beige. So they'll have those rolls in there and you place the order. And then they put you in a line of all the orders that have been placed. So they go in, you know, first come, first serve. And whoever's paid for their sofa, uh, that person gets their stuff first. And they take that fabric, they apply it through a whole process of uh, different workers who, you know, one person is sewing and one person is stapling and one person is stuffing and all these things. And uh, they do it down the assembly line and then they put it on the truck and they send it to you. That is semi-custom. Uh, you can also order a custom fabric and um, I guess that's a good segue to go into custom. That's um, right. <laughs> So custom means there's two, two custom options. They have fabrics for you to choose from. Uh, those are the ones that say 10 plus weeks. Well, the, the average used to be six to eight weeks on, on average. Um, and now it's 10 plus, sometimes 12 plus, sometimes 20 from a story you told me earlier, Nancy, um, mm -hmm. 20 sometimes right now. That all has to do with supply chain. That's, that's all being interrupted right now. Um, but what you get to do is choose a fantastic fabric of your dreams, and they put you in line uh, beyond these semi-custom people because now you have they have to order that fabric from the fabric mill uh, and send that fabric to their workroom, and that adds time to your order. Uh, sometimes the fabric 
is out of stock and they have to get it back in stock. They usually account for that um, into that 10 plus 20 week timeline, uh, but they've got to get that fabric and then apply it. That's one, one uh, factor of custom. The other factor of custom would be what's called COM, customer's own material. And this comes into play with a lot of designers because designers have access to fabrics that aren't available on the Crate and Barrel website. And usually uh, Crate and Barrel, Pottery Barn, those big retailers, they're not going to take a COM. It's going to be more of a uh, higher-end furniture company where you're really getting into some amazing quality where there's people hand making things left and right uh really great craftsmanship that's going to last you you can you can pick your own fabric they'll tell you how many yards you need uh usually this is with the help of a designer it's it's a lot easier with the help of a designer because you don't have to get into all of these details or miss a detail but they will tell how many yards are needed you order that fabric from the designer showroom and they send it and they upholster this item sometimes when you get into com and the more high-end furnishings you might actually get it faster than you can get it at crate and barrel at this point um but uh that's a that's a whole other other field. And um, when you get into COM, it usually is best to go through a designer because there's a lot of details that designers are used to dealing with, with a custom fabric on a custom piece, uh, not custom fabric, but you know, with a nice fabric on a custom piece, designers will know what little details like um, piping, which is called welt, um, things like that, that you might miss if you haven't done it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't want people to get discouraged from custom because if you are picky like me, um, you might not find the perfect piece for yourself. Uh you can find a frame that can be altered from many different companies. They, they'll make it a few inches longer or a few inches deeper or taller and all these things. If you are if you want a straight back on a sofa but a roll arm, that might not be in fashion right now. No one might be making it. But you can go to a place and say, I want this exact thing. You can draw it out or have someone draw it out for you and say, this is what I wanted. I just can't find it anywhere. Well, it might cost a thousand dollars more than the $3,000 sofa you're looking at, at Crate and Barrel, but you're getting exactly what you want. And if you're getting exactly what you want, it's worth the extra weight. It's worth the extra effort. It's worth all of that. Because if you were looking for a good piece, that's going to feel comfortable have longevity, you can keep it with you for over time, which is what I always suggest on your big major pieces. A custom route is a really good way to go. You get a quality piece that might last you up to 20 years or more. Mm. By using a designer, they typically have sources where they can go to a custom furniture manufacturer. Yes. And I know there's uh, several in our area. So maybe that's the way to go. But don't try to do this on your own. Yeah. Work with a professional, with a designer who's done this before, where she can work with you on the shape or the length or uh, the height or the back of the arms, whatever. Um, so you have there, to... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Nancy. There are some stores, though. Um, uh, there's this great place in San Francisco called HD Buttercup. It's in Southern California as well. And they carry lines... Uh, 
manufacturers that have frames that you don't have to come up with out of your head. They have frames to choose from. They have shapes to choose from. And you can do COM or you can pick from a whole wall of fabrics that they have there. Are they uh, open to it, the public? Yes, absolutely. And and they will help you. Their salespeople will help you with a custom piece. And they're not the only place. There are tons of places that will do this. If you walk into a furniture store and they have a wall of fabrics, chances are they're going to help you with a custom piece. Hmm, good to know. Well, next we're going to talk about recognizing quality, but I want to talk about Monogram. Monogram is a um, appliance manufacturer as well. And again, the same thing, they've got their problems with lead times. I, I don't want to say one over the other, both Thermador and Monogram are having longer lead times because of the, um, well, labor, trucking, um, chips, whatever you can think of. I mean, everything is backordered. But Monogram has introduced uh, two different collections as well. Their minimalist collection would fit perfectly with the contemporary kitchen, and the statement collection works great with the traditional kitchen. So either one, I suggest you go to your appliance dealer and uh, take the time to ask your trusted appliance person how they work, what's best for you, um, and then functionally, what? how do you cook in the uh, kitchen? You don't want to get something that is going to be expensive and you're never going to use it. So be upfront with your appliance person and also bring the sizes of what you need. If you have a small kitchen, dream on a 48-inch freestanding range is not going to fit. Unless you add another whole room, push out the wall. But you have to really be conscious of the, the size, your budget, and the functionality of the appliances. So you can find out more about Monogram by going to monogram.com. It's not just one detail, it's many that they pride themselves in. When you put them all together, you create appliances that look, feel, and perform as if they were designed just for you. So Liz, back to trying to find a couch that um, has quality, that's not gonna yes. fall apart in two months. Yes, yes. So for upholstered products like a couch, um, it's really hard to know, honestly, um, just by looking at it, if it's going to be a nicely made piece. Once again, the price usually does reflect it. I would say anything under $1,500 on, on a normal sized couch, I would get a little nervous as to how well it was made. Um, because these products and the labor to put it together cost money. So, so um, anyway, going back to checking it, uh, if you can flip the piece over and pull back the fabric. Oh, how many great. people can do that? No one. I don't so, think so one thing you can do is to just sort of check by looking. If you look at the welt, which is a an industry term for cording, trim, or piping, if it's wavy, chances are that thing was slapped together, and probably if it was slapped together on the outside, it was slapped together on the inside. So that's a really good way to check. If it is a nice straight welt, that means that somebody took value in putting that thing together. Well, let me and, just add, because yeah. I do so. And so when they ah. do make this welting, they have to join it. You don't yeah. want to see the joint seam 
where it's going to hit you right in the face, like in the main part of the couch. Yes. So, yes, that's important. So look, looking for seams, looking for ripples, looking for puckers, things like that. In anything like that is going to tip you off. Uh, if it looks not great, but you know, most people don't pay attention to that. But when you, if you can take a really nice, well-made piece and put it next to a, a, you know, just a cheap thing you found on Amazon, you would really be able to tell the difference. So uh, the welt to me, checking the welt is, is usually the easiest way you can tell on an upholstered piece if something was not made well. Then you can check the frame and the frame is, you know, you usually can't get in there or underneath it and check it out. You can ask and see how it was made and we can get into the different frame types. Uh, but um, a good way to check it is just, just sit on it. Just sit on it. Does it feel lumpy? Does it feel like it's bottoming out? Does it, does it hurt your tush? You know, like it's, there's, there's different ways you can tell if something is well-made. You just sit in it. If it's comfortable and you're like, gosh, I'm just melting into this piece. That's a good sign. That's a great sign. Yeah. If something is not well-made, you might slide down the front. You might uh, um, kind of tip over into the corner. You know, there, it, you might feel the frame underneath you. You know, there's a, there's a lot of things that you know, if it, if it doesn't feel good, it's probably not well-made. So that's kind of easy, kind of. <laughs> um, so the frame, would you like to talk about frames? Well, um, I'd like to skip over because we know if a, there's certain couches, sofas that are not quality and there's so yeah. much to look for. I think it's so important for somebody to go um, to a designer or to find somebody at that store and ask them questions. And if they don't sound like they know what they're talking about, go to the next one. Yes. Um, but I had to go shopping with one of my clients and both her and I are, as you are, Liz, petite. Yeah. And we found that most couches, unless you find a manufacturer that's willing to shorten up on the seat, yeah. Um, are made for bigger people. So if you're going to buy a sofa and you sit in it and your legs are sticking straight out, yes. then the seat is too big for you. Or on the other hand, not that I have this problem, but if it's too short and your knees are actually hitting your chin, long <laughs> sofa. So that's one of the things that came up when we were sofa shopping with my client. Um, and so we had to go to a store that actually could accommodate um, different size seating. Yes, yes. And you, you might find that. I mean, you will find differences in seat depth from um, large retailers. You, you can find that. And it's really a matter of if you're not going to pay attention or they don't list the dimensions online, go in person and just sit on different ones. You can tell from a distance if something has a deep seat or not. And the quick, quick fix for that is extra throw pillows. You just yeah. put a lumbar pillow or a big pillow behind you. If there's two people in the family and one is petite and one is tall, that's really your solution. It's very simple. Just yeah, that is the only solution. <laughs> but let me tell you real, real quick about, we'll just quick rule of thumb on the frame, go with wood, not metal. Because wood, you can replace parts. 
metal you cannot. And I would say another uh, important thing is don't buy a sofa online because you have to sit in the product and see if it's comfortable for you. Yes. You buy these things online, you're going to be stuck with it. In different people's opinions of what is soft or what is hard, firm or what is medium, that is a matter of opinion. Uh, so if some the reviews, all the reviews online are saying, you know, different things, or they're all saying, oh, it's firm, it's firm, and you get it, and then it's like, oh, it's softer than I expected, or vice versa, uh, you know, you'll never know. It, just check the return policy, honestly, uh -huh. but usually with something that large, uh, I would say it's okay for accent chairs, but if it's a main big sofa, you probably want to sit in it first or you want to have a friend who's bought from that company before who can give you their honest opinion mm -hmm. and not I, sugarcoat it. I have one last question, then I know you have to go. When you're looking for a couch or a chair, do you suggest having loose uh, cushions that you sit in or when they're attached to the sofa, the frame, whatever, and you can't flip them over and you can't move them? Um, what do you think about that? So loose cushions, uh, let's just, a bench seat is one long cushion and that looks fantastic. But because of physics and gravity, over time, it will always flatten in some spots, whether it's the middle, whether it's your favorite spot to sit on the side, that will always, it just, unless there are springs inside your cushion, which is a custom thing you can do, but no one really does it because it's, it's a bit of overkill. Um, uh, your seat is going to have dips in it over time in a bench cushion. So if you, if you don't like that look, uh, then you should go with multiple cushions because when you sit in the cushion, there's only so far for that material underneath you to be displaced to the sides. So it will always retain its shape. Uh, it, if it's well-made, um, if it's filled with, if it's all of the seats have foam in the middle and then they're either wrapped with Dacron or they're wrapped with down, the down cushions will, will over time flatten out and you can just have them refilled by an upholsterer. Uh, the other ones should hold their shape really well over time. Maybe way down the line, you can have that rewrapped or even restuffed uh, by an upholsterer. So I would say it depends on what you're willing to look at over time. If you don't mind a dip in your furniture, uh, you can go with a bench seat. But if you are just very particular about that and you don't want to, you want it to look pristine all the time, you go with multiple cushions for sure. Either that or don't sit on it. Or just don't sit on it. It's right, that room you cover in plastic. Yes. <laughs> um, now, real quick, I know I have to go, but I wanted to say um, they've made amazing strides in um, in fabrics these days. So look for stain resistance. Uh, if you want to go light, you can go light in a room, light colored fabric, with whether you have pets or kids, and the, the fabric will still be soft if you look for a stain resistant fabric. And so you can do that as well. So particularly they don't have to stay away from white. Exactly. It's, it, you know, dirt will show on white, but you can wipe it off with a good stain resistant fabric. It can still feel soft. It can still be white. Um, I do suggest get speckles of beige or gray in it to help hide the dirt, but you can just wipe that right off. Uh, you can even wash it right off. Sometimes if you have a cushion that has a zipper on the back, you can pull that off and you can wash it. So, mm, so stain resistance and, and wash it.
Well, I know I learned a lot from you today, and I hope everybody learned a lot and enjoyed the show. I want to thank you for giving me your time, and I know we talked about this before. You're going to come back, and we're going to talk about other things that you're expert in, and so be sure to listen to these podcasts. Um, we try to give you so much information, and it's, it's all good. It's, um, you know, and it's available on 28 platforms. So no matter where you listen to your podcasts, whether it's Amazon or Apple or Spotify, I'm on all of them. So you won't miss them. Again, Liz, thank you so much. Um, I've learned, like I said, you've educated me. Thank you, Nancy. It's been a pleasure, and I could talk to you all day long, so I look forward to coming back. Oh, thank you. Well, don't forget to share these podcasts with your friends. Don't keep these a secret. Like I said, we try to give you so much information that you probably can't find anyplace else. If you want to learn more about me, you can go to nancyhugo.com, and if you have any questions for me or for Liz, just email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. I also do a weekly podcast with my techie son, Dan, and we talk about everything but design on Hugo Floss, which is found on many platforms as well. And in that website, I'm sorry, in that uh, podcast, I do have a segment where I kvetch about things. I just have this platform where I just have to, you know, speak my mind. But that's me, and everybody who knows me has accepted that. Right, Liz? <laughs> Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so you can, uh, if you want to be a guest on Hugo Floss, and we welcome that, just email us at join at hugofloss.co. Stay safe. Have a great day. And when you're ordering whatever, appliances, furniture, cars, you have to have patience. We're, you know, mm -hmm. we're all stuck in that. So be good and stay safe. Mm -hmm.